0: It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's articles of news for the week of the fifteenth of May, recorded on the sixteenth. So why oh, do I don't lie about don't it? tell it? No. Why do I lie about
1: it? Transparency. Well, you didn't lie about it. You well, just I, said the sixteenth. Right, but a oh, good point. Week of the fifteenth, recorded on the sixteenth. Yeah, so, so, so why you don't were transparent? We just call it the sixteenth. I don't know because
0: I like. It doesn't matter. Let's get over it. Articles yeah. of news will be coming up, wherein we'll go over the uh, news articles for the week. That's why it's called articles of news. But always here in the opening exercises,
1: we take a, a brief moment to. It, uh, well, it's a play on words. Articles of news is based on the articles of faith, which I was just wondering: are, do those still exist? And do you put a big plastic thing on your wall, and then have a little pin that you then glue in each of the articles as you memorize it and repeat it? Wait, what? Tell me about this. The articles of faith. No, I know the articles of faith. Okay. Right, letter. From from Joseph Smith
0: to the Wentworth. And I don't know gentlemen. if they, we still use those. Do we much? still have the articles of faith? We still have you them, bet. but you use them as a like a capstone argument if you're being a jerk to someone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> number 13, I guess Joseph didn't mean that, huh? Immigration. Right? Yeah. I saw that so. with the whole ice one of the stories that we'll get into. It's like uh, be, I believe in being subject to King's rulers and the laws of the land, whatever the article of faith is, I don't know. It's been a long time since I sang it and they didn't have a song for number 13 back when it yeah. was like, Primary, so I don't know all of it, but it's like you know, essentially, be subject to the law of the land where you live or whatever. And people are like, Meh, we should deport people. Okay, th- then go Oracle the speed limit. Thirteen, exactly, exactly. Ah, ah But you just, went twenty-seven. No, nah, but he didn't mean. But I wasn't. Yeah. Split that fine hair. That <laughs> that
1: story coming up. Uh, but what are you talking about? What plastic thing? So when I was a, a kid, for many years, you had a plastic and was it was high quality. When you were a kid. All right. <laughs> Oh, World War it War II. wasn't a burlap yes, sack. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a high quality plastic thing, probably a foot and a half wide by two and a half feet long. Okay. You put it up on your wall and okay. it had each article of faith there.
0: Like was, what? Like it was written out like a yeah, paper.
1: On, on there, and it was, you know, like it looks like a ancient scroll that you've undone. Okay. And by each article was a, a thing about the size of a fifty cent piece. Okay. And you would in about every week or two or whatever, you would have one of these memorized. And then each person in your class would recite it. And if you could recite the article of faith uh, by memory, uh-huh. you would get this button. Uh, it was a button. Um, but you'd get it like Desiree Book or something? I, no, that they, they, they had for you at church. Oh, really? And then so the church would. You would okay. take it home, yeah, and affix it to this thing till you had all 13 of them. Interesting. Were the buttons different or were they all the same? Yeah, button? they were different. It had a different something so like, in it. It was so high, like high God, quality. God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost was, you know, the first one. Yeah. Or okay. a picture of the temple in one of them. I don't remember remember. Cool. But no, they don't do that. Do I you? should have one in my book of remembrance, but yeah. I don't have that. <laughs>
0: In <laughs> my what uh, my my treasure my treasures of truth was that a thing?
1: <laughs> no, we didn't have treasures
0: uh, of truth. I think that's a thing from back in like the eighties for the young women. Like uh. they would they would hide up their treasures of truth, the things that they wanted for their life. Mm-hmm. It's like the it's like the hope chest from Back to the Future. Oh, Where are my pants yeah. over there on my hope <laughs> chest. Uh, yeah, no, they don't do that anymore. But Aww. I know it is a big deal. It's like part of um, not graduation because you never really graduate from primary, but it. It is that ascension through the primary ranks that you memorize all the articles of faith. Got to memorize them. All yeah. right. But it's a little culty, right? We believe, right? Getting to, to recite. I've always thought that about recited things. It well, just the way a little, that kids recite it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe more sounds, tonally how yeah. it sounds. It's like, ah, run, <laughs> run. And then you stop and listen. And you're like, oh, no, I do believe in God and Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Okay, I'll stick with that. But otherwise, you're like, this is creepy. Running. I'm doing running motion with my hands as if people could see me but they can't they can't see me at all
1: and when all the kids are singing at the same time when you have 18 kids we believe that the first principles come on the cadence of the
0: song and ordinances of the gospel are first faith in the Lord Jesus Christ songs before your time I can tell by the look on your face I remember those when teaching primary repentance third and that was my favorite the third one third baptism by immersion for the
1: remission of sins. I remember it. Don't for remember the lyrics. Laying on a bed. Good. I hope Richie's going to sing every for verse the gift here. The the Holy Ghost. Please. start. With
0: them. It was brilliant. The songs were a brilliant primary invention. That's something to do, and way less colty. <laughs> maybe that'll be the title of this episode: "Way Less Colty."
1: <laughs> All right, that down. Way less colty done.
0: What's new with you? Anything good?
1: Uh, gosh, when was I here last? I did uh, did a contest down in Southern Utah. Oh yeah, last the one week that everybody did. Yeah, literally, did everybody
0: do it? Literally, probably a dozen of my fr- Facebook friends. Did
1: really? That race. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, there were. You probably know them. Like twenty seven hundred people or yeah. something that did it. So I don't know that. At least. Well, Twenty-seven hundred and twenty-two because that was my number. Oh, really? And I was <laughs> That's like the last one. In? That was the last one to sign up. Oh, because I show up the day everybody has signed up for this thing months in advance, yeah, like six it's like months bucket
0: ago. List. Yeah, it's because like, it's a
1: bigger. I show up. It's close by. They know they can do it. St. George. Day,
0: yeah. Everybody has a grandma or an uncle who lives in St. George, Utah, which is southern Utah for people who don't know.
1: I get, I get a dump hotel two days before. Which one? Uh, it was the
0: Coronado. Okay. On the strip. I almost stayed there. I stayed at the Claridge. This last weekend, instead. Oh, I've been there so many dumpy. times. So yeah. dumpy. Yeah, <laughs> fifty-two a night, and they uh-huh. have to give you breakfast. Right. And
1: you're lucky, that, like the, if the bed is level. <laughs> mine is one where a lot of people live there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's their full-time residence. Okay. <laughs> where they conduct business sure. out of. <laughs> Whatever those businesses may be. <laughs> and mine was a suite. Oh, well. Yeah. Look at you, high roller. Uh huh. You got it's... a microwave to do your business. In. I had a whole kitchen and separate bedroom, but I I did that and I because I like to walk in. Did you bring the kid? Yeah. <clears throat> Yep. Uh, it's a kid and a friend of mine went down, so they, they like roll they roll out to different areas and watch me go by nice, and scream nice. for me. And, uh, How'd you do? I go into the... the t- I like to go in the tent. Everybody's signing up. Everybody's nervous. They've been planning for months. And I go, so where, where do I sign up for this race? <laughs> Everybody kind of stops and looks. <laughs> this is where you pick up your packet. No, I want to sign up today. Yeah. And it just goes quiet. <laughs> Hundreds of people. What? What do you mean, sign up? And then he picks up a starfish
0: and he says, it mattered to this one. Chucks it in the water. Um, <laughs> and, they, and they
1: let you? That's the of thing. Of course they think. did.
0: Because I hear that. I think they'd be like, they want my money. Oh, wow, it's, this
1: is, it's loads of money. Yeah. Heck yeah. How'd you do? Uh, better than I have before.
0: Are you still itching from the swim in that lake? Because no. I've heard that lake is bad. Maybe not this early in the season. Oh, but it's I've easy it. to avoid swimmers itch. Okay. What, a shower? Uh-huh. Oh. Dry off after. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Take a shower. So uh, I actually have... I have a question about the triathlon uh, so so when you do it the, the swim is first right right and that's because you don't want to die or because your body gets too hot and then it gets in cold water and it can mm-hmm. be like big deal right
1: to yeah. people like the I don't know what it's called but like hot things in cold and I think it's water. an article of faith oh really number 11 first first is the swim
0: and the swimming they in <laughs> second <laughs> it's biking third, third you're running as fast as you can anyway uh... <laughs> So you you wear those ridiculous like uh, they're dry suits or wetsuits? Wetsuit. And a wetsuit allows you to get wet but keeps you warm, right? Keeps you a little bit warmer. Yeah. But a dry suit is essentially like
1: you're wearing clothes and you don't feel good dry. At all. Suits like a bigger wetsuit covers your fingers, your face, and okay. hopefully keeps you dry.
0: Okay. So you're in in a wetsuit and then you get out and you bike. Do you bike in the wetsuit? No, you you, you, you peel, peel that down. off. Yeah. But your thing underneath is wet. Uh huh. So wouldn't that be just crazy amounts of chafing, or is that just fat kids like me? No. It's chilly for a few
1: minutes, but it dry on a bike. It dries out pretty quick. Okay. A few minutes.
0: Okay. And then the run. So what are we
1: talking distance wise on this stuff? Uh, one point two mile swim. Okay, that's nothing. Fifty six mile bike. Okay. Piece of cake. Pfft. Thirteen point one mile run. So a half marathon. Yeah. And you said you did better than you ever had before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Look I had you. a good year. Is it a miracle? I don't think so. I think it's <laughs> just a lot of hard work. I think it's proper nutrition. <laughs> did you get a medal? Uh, yeah. I yeah. Did medal. Did you
1: check it? Of right Of course, in the I threw it in the garbage. Was it a participant or an actual like? Uh, uh, no, they give metal everybody metal. a participant medal,
0: right? And you just chuck that in the garbage. That uh-huh. I understand, but you didn't come in a first, second, or third in your nope. age group. Nope. There's older people that are faster than you. Well, not older people, but people my age. Oh, that are faster than you. Uh huh. I guess I see people your age that can't even walk. So it's
1: interesting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just be <a> jerk, sorry. <laughs> it's true.
1: <laughs> I'm teasing. Uh, that's how I look at it. So how long? What was your time? Uh, five hours and seven minutes. Good for you. Most of
0: my friends came in in between the five fifty and like six and a half.
1: Yeah. So you're fast Bastard, my friends. That's all. My previous best was 5 hours and 30 minutes. Good for so, you. So a bit of an improvement. Better eating? Are you thinner? Uh... Good weather? Tailwind? What are we talking Dad about? I'm better eating because now that I'm vegan, I don't get enough protein. Okay. So surely I was going to die. Sure. But I guess I was alright. So what was the deal? What do you think? Um, I think I tapered better this time. Okay. And Which uh, means I wasn't for sick. Which means people that have no idea what that means. Uh, Previous to the race, I set a time where I hit my peak, my longest distances or highest effort, and then I start to slowly down and not do anything like the week before. Allow your body to recover. Yeah, yeah. So for the swim, it was three weeks. The run, it was two weeks. And the bike, it was one week. Nice. Okay. And it All worked. Right. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean,
0: loser because you didn't get a medal. Yeah. but No. If you're not first, loser. you're last. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else? Anything else exciting? So I went uh last night, of course. Who mm-hmm. didn't go to see uh, Peter Hook played in Salt Lake City here? Yeah. At a local venue. Peter Hook. Fantastic. You Fantastic. I don't know who that. Is. Seriously? I really don't know who Peter Hook is. He was a bass player for Warsaw, Joy Division, and New Order. Okay. Of course, in 2007, they had the Great Split sure. of the New Great Order.
0: Sure, the Great Split of 2007. Yeah. Well, now, that, now putting it in context with Peter Hook and the Great Split of 2007, sure. Now you remember from the yeah, history sure. books
1: in school. Sure,
0: sure.
1: Uh, they, and I found out it's some right interesting- right next to 9-11. <laughs> the Great Split of 2007, <laughs> another national tragedy. So, it, it's a big deal for me because, you know, he's been doing this since 1978 yeah. when I was a kid. Right. And I have been a big fan of his. Okay. Um, so, was it a bucket list thing? Is that why it's a big deal? Uh, no, but it's part of it because I saw New Order. It's <laughs> part of my bucket list. He's the remainder of New Order. That you hadn't seen? Yeah. Okay. He still does all the Joy Division songs, which again, means nothing to anybody, but it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, but there are some people, probably uh, the Reverend John Dye and Jenny, that are like,
1: oh, yeah. They're not geez. old enough. I don't know if they're
0: that I, old. They They are
2: very into that scene. Okay.
0: Yep. So I didn't see him there. Okay. I don't think. But I know they love it. But I was, uh, so I went with. So you and four other people went and saw Peter Hook last night.
1: No. (laughs) No. Was sold it? out, I'm telling yeah. you. I went with two... 100-seat venue, man. I went with two people. It was a small venue. Yeah. Uh, Would have to be. I went with two people. Both are listeners... Of the Cultural Hall? Of the hall. Cultural Shout hall. them out. Yeah. Uh, Colleen and Laura Lee, nice. who, who went with me. So, uh, oh gosh, what was I just thinking? So yeah, so me and two gals. Again, okay, look at you. I know. Doing it the Cultural Hall way. <laughs> That's right. As far as I'm concerned. Yep, plural, yep. all the way. So uh, I was chatting with uh, Laura Lee uh, just a, a little bit ago here, and she said, so she got home last night, or this morning maybe, uh-huh. um, and her, she just messaged me this, and it wasn't to be a question on here, but I thought, perfect, I'll find out. She said, my five-year-old wants to know if Jesus has lots of money in heaven. If Jesus has lots of money in heaven, what's yeah. the grounds for the question? I don't know. She just, you know how five-year-olds just pop out bizarre questions? Sure.
0: My guess is it stems from Jesus has riches in heaven, and so riches... To that five-year-old kid would be interpreted as money. That would make sense. So not liquid cash. You're looking right. at like investments, real like, estate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's uh, He's got uh, a lot of hedge funds, um, a lot of prospective investments, which is sort of unfair because he knows the beginning from the end. Yeah. So really sort of unfair. It's He is like the um, Biff Tannen from The Alternate, <laughs> if I can give another Back to the Future reference, mm-hmm. Back to the Future 2. He knows what's going to happen before happens so it's sort of unfair. Yeah. Uh well. but that would be what I would think. Jesus has riches that would
1: be where the question comes from cuz I don't think there's money in heaven. I don't think there is and I don't think he needs it. He yeah. wants something. He yep. boom with his A-boom. magic wand or whatever. I want a motorcycle. Boom. Bing. Boom. Mm, don't want that one, want a different one. Yep.
0: Boom. Pa-ksh,
1: the puff the smoke and there it is. Do we think that Jesus I is think a he Harley? Harley? I think he's on a street fighter.
0: I think he's an Indian an Indian oh, he might uh, be an
1: Indian guy. guy.
0: A little more classic. Mhm. And not I, like I uh you know if we ascribe ourselves to the uh, like tr- traditional Christianity um, depiction of Jesus, the sort of weaker looking Jesus, then I think that he probably really was. I think that if he was on a Harley, it, it, it wouldn't fit mm, him. Right? Yeah.
1: he needs something a little thinner, a little slimmer, like an Indian. Motorcycle. Yeah, the Harley is more of a Hell's Angels bike. Right. And the the Indian.
0: To, I mean, and hopefully this isn't blasphemous. It genuinely is just an exploration of what kind of motorcycle Jesus would ride. Yeah, don't take this wrong. Yeah, don't. You just back up and judge yourself. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's the fourth article of faith. <laughs> judge not, ye, lest ye be judged. Yeah. Is that what it it's is? It's right in there. Uh, it's, uh. yes. One, two, three.
0: Yeah. No, five. It's five. Okay. It's number five. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one that doesn't start. We believe. Oh, I. So I think that's eleven. I should know because I got the little medal. I got I all know, thirteen I know, medallions. You got the plastic thing. I got it. I got that point. Uh, I went this weekend down to uh, this last weekend down to uh, Angel's Landing, oh, which I is a beautiful that. hike in Zion National Park. It's so beautiful that I did it with three thousand of my closest friends. Yeah. <laughs> The weather was perfect. Um, For people who used to go to Zion National Park 20 years ago and maybe haven't been back, it is not the same Zion National Park. When I was growing up as a kid, you could drive into the park and park Mm -hmm. your car. Now you can't do that except for in the off season, like your November to like February, right? There's like three or four months that you can do that. Now you have to take a shuttle. It took us 45 minutes in the line to get from the back of the line onto a shuttle on this last Saturday. As we went up to Angel's Landing, I took uh, the Rotor or seaweed, as we like to call her, uh, sometimes here in the cultural hall. So we went up to Angel's Landing. She got about 95% of the way and then just didn't want to do the rest of the chains. Started to get a little freaked out. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a pretty treacherous hike. And as I liked to point out to people on the trail with me, you know, about seven people die here. Here, yeah. Which is true, yeah. uh, but most of those people die because they go up with a disgruntled lover, and only one of them comes back. <laughs> and that's not a joke, <laughs> is it? That, really? That is for real. Man, uh, they had talked idea. about. Uh, their neighbors knew that they were going through marital problems, but this accident is definitely. Yeah, that that is how hmm. I would bet. Fifty percent of those people die on that. Um, that's okay. speculation, <laughs> and I have nothing to back it up. But it's a, it's a fun thought. Uh, and then uh, on. On Friday night, we hiked a place called Red Cliffs. I'll share pictures of this on the Cultural Hall's uh, Instagram so people can see it. I'll maybe do uh, a three-picture kind of trio thing from my weekend. But Red Cliffs, not nearly as busy uh, and gorgeous. Have you ever been there before? Yeah. Outside of Leeds. Yeah. And right by the uh, Civilian Conservation Corps uh, camp that Leeds had back
1: under Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Or Th- Frank-, Frank Franklin, Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you go out to the—it's not by the—it's just a— a little ways off the trail, but did you go to that site? Yeah. And they had a, they had a movie site out there. Yes. Once, and there's the little plaque, you know, here's where we filmed. I don't Blankety remember the blank movies. movie. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then on uh, Saturday night, we went to the historic Mormon town of Grafton. We went to uh, the ghost town. It's essentially just a couple farms now, but there's like the old schoolhouse and there was, it was also a church and a couple of the old homes there. Pretty cool. Off the beaten path and kind of a fun way to, to celebrate the weekend. Um, and then I saw an old uh, freshman year roommate who has five kids and uh, like his oldest daughter was working at the the frost top there on the boulevard. huh. that was sort of weird because I'm just like, so me and you went to school together. I have a kid... Which which I, you know, count from a previous marriage who is not actually my kid and, you know, this sort of way of life. And you have five kids. And it, it was, I don't know. It's sort of interesting to to uh, see how different lives
1: can be. Oh, I do that with pretty much everyone I yeah. meet from high school. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so I thought that was sort of fascinating. And then the other thing is, and I'll tell you about this briefly, and then we'll come back. We'll do actual articles of news. And then I got a few emails to share, some that are catching you up from old episodes uh, and then just some other that I wanted to share that came in this last week. Um, so I live in a house and I live in Salt Lake. It's the Homesteadman. Hashtag the Homesteadman if you want to follow my house online. There's probably 20 or 30 posts that you can see over the history of it. I, uh, my backyard has two neighbors because of how Salt Lake is split up in parcels. I have, part of my backyard is adjacent to the person to my, well I guess I have three backyard neighbors. My neighbor to the west is is the entire side of my backyard on the west side, but my neighbor's on the east, Um, one of it, one of the neighbors comes halfway through and it's my neighbor that's exactly on the east. But the other one is from a street over his yard backs into the second half of my lawn or into my yard. So it's a renter and the back portion of his lot, he doesn't even go into. It's weeds, it's overgrown, it's, you know, a crap tree. Uh, It's just garbage. The the renter doesn't bother with it. The guy who owns it doesn't care. Um, So I went over to the house. And I said, hi, my name is Richie. I live around the corner. I'm the neighbor of this. And I would like to clean this up. Do you mind if I cut some of these things down and clean up the backyard? Well, Gabriel doesn't speak English. Oh. <laughs> Rosa... His wife also doesn't speak English, but I didn't want to go about this without permission. But I also didn't want to not go about this. So I said, Mm -hmm. come with me. And apparently shouting helps English (laughs) translate into Spanish. (laughs) I found myself doing that for like a second. And I was like, same with deaf people. No, he's not deaf.
1: What? Same with deaf people. Yeah, yeah. shouting so they can hear
0: you. No, if they're deaf, they can't hear. So I said, (laughs) come here. Come here. And then I was like, okay, he's not deaf. So I point to him. I said, I want to clean this. Up, uh, El Chapo, El Grasso. Yeah, yeah. The extent right. of your Hispanic, that insulting, but I seriously, I just was like, oh, why don't I know any of this? Thanks a lot, Cleveland Mission. Uh, and he's like, yeah, gives me the thumbs up, and is like, you know, goes back to eating his dinner. Well. Uh, I had told my girlfriend that I was going to do that because she lives in my house. I live with my dad. And I went back and I just hacked (laughs) probably three trees, some that are maybe six, eight inches in diameter, just chopped them down with my chainsaw. Are they just sprout trees? Yeah, they're They're just sprout garbage trees. It makes things way too crowded or whatever. But, you know, I chop them down. I drag the pieces into my yard because I figure if I'm going to chop it down, I need to be the one responsible to take care of it, clean it all up. And I'm looking at it and it looks awesome. I am really... Happy about it, look how it looks, but I have several times since I chopped them down, laughed at how ridiculous and controlling I am about the fact that I wanted to <laughs> chop down my neighbor's trees because of the way that when I'm in my backyard, it felt encroaching. Do you have a fence between you? Yeah, chain link, just chain link. It's not a yeah. privacy chain link, like with the little slats, yeah, the slats where you put your article of faith buttons on them, the uh-huh. plastic slats. No, no, just chain link. Mm, yeah, so I, I get like, yeah, it. I I'm get am checking this out. Yeah, <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. I've laughed about that. I don't know. Maybe it's not funny. Maybe it's not controlling. But I I go in my backyard. I'm chopping the stuff up so I can put it in my one trash can that it will take six weeks to get rid of all the yard debris in. And you put and it in I, your trailer and take it to the dump. I don't have a trailer, and I don't want to pay for the dump. Dump's five bucks. Yeah, okay. I don't have a trailer. Oh. But I just look at that spot in my backyard, and I just start laughing. <laughs> I'm like, who does that? Who goes to their non-English-speaking neighbor who's a renter, points things out as he yells,
1: in English and then chop stuff down. <laughs> Had you met them, or did nope. you go around before? You said you were going to go to your neighbors and like say, hey, I'm Richie, and if I, I can do anything for the you. The ones who live on the same street as
0: I have, uh, I have talked to. Okay. But he's the, he kind of around the corner, so he's not. And then I'll say this because this is, again, just an interesting indication of how I am. Neighbor on the corner of the street, she is not uh, an active member of the church, but she is a member. I did the obligatory, sort of awkward invitation where I'm like, hey, why don't you come? You should come to church with us. She's like, I'll pass. Thank you. Uh, I was noticing that since she's the corner a lot, she kind of has the park strips on both sides that she needs to mow, and they're just full of weeds. And at one point, they were probably 18 inches overgrown. I said, you know what? I don't want to mow your lawn every week, at, all year, but I'm more than willing to give you a hand. So I went and I chopped that.
1: That was about three or four weeks what ago. What kind of neighborhood do you live in where everybody's yard is overgrown weeds?
0: Uh, renters. <laughs> Honestly, it's renters. <laughs> oh,
1: uh, Renters are old people.
0: That's where I live. And so I helped her out. Well, I noticed yesterday. No, I guess this was two days ago now. I noticed that it was starting to grow up again. So I just drew, I just took my lawnmower down there, mowed it real quick because I'm like, I can do it now and it'll take me five minutes. Or if she asks me to help her out again in a week or two weeks, it's going to take me an hour and a half like it did before. So I just... And then I'm coming back and I notice uh, the house two doors down from me, the front, the front uh, grass strip, terrible. So I'm like, you know what? I'm pushing the lawnmower back to my house anyway. Brrr, uh-huh. And then uh, I notice mine. I'm like, oh, I probably should mow my front lawn. So I'm like, brrr, and then I look to the corner because there's about six houses on my little part of this street that I'm on before it becomes other streets or before there's a big divide. And the park strip there is terrible. So I just take my lawnmower. Brrr, and so now I'm like, you know what? I'll just do this. You mowed
1: everybody's. I'll
0: just so that my <laughs> little swath, the little place that I live in, looks kept up and Good not Actually. Yeah. Because, I mean, if I need to justify it, it's home value and all that stuff. But really, I'm just like, you know, this is bad. It is bad. Take care of your place. Yeah. Make it look good. Have a little pride. And maybe, my, and my hope is, if I take a little pride in it, people will be like, oh, yeah, you know what? It just takes a little bit. Because all in all, doing those four different things, 25 minutes, maybe.
1: Can't do it every week. Not going to do it every week. But I could do it one time. My neighbor does it for me because he's my landlord and has a riding lawnmower. Yeah. Does See? it all. You could do it. Takes him how long? 10 minutes? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Riding along, I I kind of took your. I, I've kept this in my mind for some time. You saying, you know, I'm gonna go to my neighbors and introduce myself. And, and I told you I would do that, and was thinking about doing it. Uh-huh. So I started to. I'm doing it slow, but I went to the neighbor right behind me, kind of right next to me because I'm on a corner. Uh-huh. Really elderly couple. They're out the other day. Went over, introduced myself. Nice. Uh, evidently, the woman is in charge because she keeps keeps, keeps saying, you know, oh don't listen, oh don't listen to him. Here's that, and so she kind of runs the show. <laughs> so we we talk for a minute and you know great to meet you've lived here a year and can't believe we haven't met your aunt so i go back in uh, this is not a week ago. Mm-hmm. Today, I go out my car. Long story, but I had it parked on the street and was kind of half on their property line, half mine, but on right. the street. Right. Their daughters, I came out this morning, who I'd never seen before. Well, I've seen her maybe a couple times in the last year. Yeah. Comes around occasionally, I think, for money. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure is a meth head. Oh. Just judging, by, just judging a book by a cover. Okay. Because you should. Yeah, the way that God said. He said, like, thou t- shalt judge a book by her, its cover. Well, sure. when you see her teeth and her face oh. and her looking. That, that way, makes and sad. she said, "I, I wondered who that was. I called the police on it." I said, "No, you didn't." And that was my interaction with her. And I, oh. got, I got in my Cadillac, oh. and I, dr- <laughs> I drove away. I just said, "No, you didn't." That's... But I feel bad that she's there taking their money now. Right. So now I'm worried about him.
0: Well, and I hate that drug. Drugs honestly are the worst thing for me. I have, I. It's hard for me. Uh, it's hard for me in a couple ways with drugs, right? I like. I just get. I get so frustrated that people find themselves in that situation. But on the other side, like, I just think it's, like, drugs are just so terrible, right? Because it could take, I mean, you, right? A pretty, well, semi-functioning human being right now. Mm-hmm. You start drugs in, honestly, a month. You could be a complete
1: disaster. Is this fresh in your mind because of an incident that recently happened? No. I mean, I just, like, I mean, there, I, no, there was, and I actually talked to my mother about like that. Like, I've we, known people. We have somebody that we know. Yeah. Maybe I don't know who that is. Don't we, say it now. It, no. You can tell me when we take a break yeah. in a second. Yeah. Um, and let's
0: do let 's take a break we'll come back i've got some emails I want to share and we'll do uh, actual articles
3: of news <laughs> When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit Lennondesign.com. Hi, friends. Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. I get a lot of emails from people all the time. Here's one. Dear Dan, I hear your talk about a lifetime service guarantee. Free? Really? Please help me avoid all your fine print and be honest about what free means. You understand that we should be very wary of A free offer, signed, Skeptical. Hi Skeptical, I remember 22 years ago when we started PC laptops and our lifetime service guarantee, people thought it was too good to be true. Well, you know, after a decade, people started believing me a little bit. But you know, it's been 22 years of having the privilege to serve our friends and neighbors like you. Our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer for seven ninety nine with a lifetime warranty. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here's to seeing you soon, skeptical.
2: Hey, you guys, I want to talk to you about BestDJinUtah.com. That's the company that I have started for doing my DJing weddings and live events. Uh, whatever you need, I am your guy to do it. So whether you're a lifer or a convert to this podcast show, or you just happen to be listening for the first time, if you are in need of a wedding DJ or an MC for your event, or just a DJ for your business opening, uh, go to bestdjinutah.com. Now, I know it says Utah, but guess what? If you want me to come to your event and you're not in Utah, I'll do that too. You're going to have to pay for me to be there, but I'm more than willing to do that as well. It's bestdjinutah.com. Emails there, phone numbers there. Would love to hear from you and then help you make your event that much better. Look forward to hearing from you and thank you for supporting the cultural hall podcast, but it's a show. You knew that the cultural hall wants you to help Utah food bank fight hunger statewide through your donations of food, time or money. Utah food bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utah's facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7 and 35 cents of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. It's time for the
0: second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual Articles of News. We'll also share some emails from some people uh, about what I talked about, I think, in last week's Articles of News, which is, um, you know, financially supporting this podcast show that you love so much. Some people call it a pod show. I'll just call it a show. Um, We have done this now for seven years, and I have, uh, after talking with Lindsay, throw your hands up in the ayurts on last uh, last week's Articles of News and some other folks, I have decided... I am not going to have shame in asking you to support the cultural hall uh, a really easy way you can do it is by going to patreon.com slash the cultural and you can uh, you can make a pledge and then they'll do you can do like one dollar or five dollar or you can do whatever amount you want to pledge each month uh, to help support this now here's what it is it's not to line my pockets but I really want to experiment with doing um, Facebook Live and video recorded uh, episodes. So uh, it is my understanding from uh, Kurt Frankum over at Leading LDS that the level that I want to be at costs $50 a month. And I'm fine doing a passion project donating my time, but donating my money becomes harder. So if the video thing is something that you would be interested in checking out or uh, you just want to show your love and be like, I don't care what you use the money for. That's fine. Um, Do that. I'll be as transparent as I can be, which is 100% transparent and letting you know where that money is going to go. But I do want to start experimenting with that. So please, patreon.com slash the cultural hall. There are different levels of donations there. Won't you please? If you would like to donate to the show and Patreon is a thing that scares you or you don't understand, uh, you can contact me, contact at theculturalhall.com. So here are a couple emails. Uh, This one kind of goes to that point. This is from Michael. He says, I think if you have some ideas to improve the show and that requires some funds, you should definitely set up a way to support the Cultural High Hall financially. He says, I've been listening to the show since near the beginning, and I love it. I would be willing to support the show as it is my favorite pod show of all time. You and the panelists on the show have created amazing content and made a big difference in the Mormon world, and you have done it for Capitalized Kyle Hmm. Free. You have opened my eyes and started me thinking about new things several times. You've made me laugh, included me in the show when I visited Utah, even though I'm not from England. Eh, Look at that. Nod to the English (laughs) listeners. He says, I'm definitely willing to put some money behind such an important community in my life, and I bet there are others that will as well. Signed, Michael B. All right, Michael, you're put on the hook. If the Patreon doesn't work for you, let me know. Uh, Then this one... From Kari says, I listened to the episode with Crystal. So this is Crystal Legionnaires, the one who protested General mm-hmm. Conference. Says, I did listen to the episode with Crystal, the yeller. <laughs> I like that. That's that's sort of funny to me. And I appreciate the interview because it's interesting to know where the other person comes from. I would say, like you, that no one wants sexual predators protected. When Crystal revealed that she herself had not reported her own sexual incident, anything that she said previously went out the window. She herself is protecting a predator. Her hypocrisy is her downfall. She has to know reporting the incident will help in her healing and stop hiding this predator. I don't understand how she can feel her voice wasn't heard. So this is a separate point that she, how she could feel that her voice wasn't heard when she hadn't even done anything to get her incident heard. I can appreciate the pain of feeling violated in the most demeaning way and that there will be long felt pain, but you have to do your part to heal. Nobody else can do it for you, but they can help. Only Christ can take that pain if you let him. I wish Crystal the best in healing and hope that she takes the measures to stop protecting the person who hurt her. Uh, and then this, and I'll only read a small portion of this because because this will be a future um, podcast episode. But if you have ideas, people that you would like to hear about on the Cultural Hall, either email me, contact at theculturalhall.com, or use the Contact Us tab at theculturalhall.com. And do like Casey Bachum has done. She says, hello, my name is Casey Bachum, and I work closely with Kristen Jensen. Are there, by the way, more Mormon names than Casey Bachum and Kristen Jensen? Because I can intend no, Uh, We work at the Protect Young Minds. We love your podcast. Kristen is the author of the best-selling book series, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. These are books that help parents teach their children to reject pornography, and they're constantly looking for outlets to share this message. Would you love to have us on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, that's a future episode here of the Cultural Hall, but simple as that. You can contact us. You can do it via our Facebook page. uh, DM us on Twitter or Instagram. Easy to get in touch with. And if for whatever reason I don't get back to you, keep getting back to us, and keep getting back to us, and keep getting back to us. So now, actual Articles of News, hit it, Peter.
3: You can't lose Articles of News.
0: And
1: I am tired, so I want you to do the first one. Yeah, uh, so here's a question for you. Is the foundation of the temple... I'm sorry, what temple? The Salt Lake City LDS Temple. Okay, I've heard of it. Did I narrow this down? It's right outside, look out the window. Yeah. Oh, hey, you can see it hey, right temple. there. <laughs> uh, is it composed of granite or sandstone? I I would assume, based on
0: uh, urban myth, legend, and story, that it was originally sandstone that cracked. They ripped it out when they had to hide the uh, foundation from
1: the army, and then they replaced it with granite. Well, they had a group that wanted to find out if any of the sandstone was still there. So all the internet searches find sources that imply the sandstone base was entirely removed, and it's all granite now. But, uh, uh, let's see, Richard Cowan published a, a study. This report states that the temples found was covered as the U.S. Army approached the Salt Lake City in summer of 1857. Then yes, i the, right so far. The Army threat disappeared. The foundation was uncovered as temple work was ready to resume. Uh, the BYU Religious Studies History of the Salt Lake Temple then shared about the observations of President Brigham Young, second president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and who led the pioneers west and also uh, pointed out the spot for the temple right there. there. <laughs> um, uh, it, it clearly shows the Sandstone subcontractors uh, foundation still there underneath the granite foundation
0: see this is in a picture that the deseret news showed uh march 30th 1963 so the uh granite foundation goes 14
1: feet deep but the sandstone stub foundation still there yeah. And you know what they say the in a primary man? song? Yes. Sing it. The wise man built his house what you, upon a rock. What
0: are you, Shatnering this song?
1: <laughs> That's how I sing. I sing it like, uh, uh, but, uh, what's his name in Music Man, the original... Uh, I just forgot his name. The great actor. Never not mind. Not Dick Van Dyke. What's no. his name? That's um, who I
0: always think. It plays yes.
1: It. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah. You know, old uh, Harold uh, Hill. Yes. Uh, who, who really couldn't sing, so he talked a lot of it. Right. <laughs> who was a terrible singer. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> so interesting to know that uh, the Soundstone Foundation covers an area of 4,800 square feet. Uh, It shows how some of the rocks have eroded underneath the Salt Lake Temple back in that picture in 1963. And um, in an article in the Salt Lake Herald, which is no longer a newspaper, uh, on the Salt Lake Temple, it talks about how that foundation is not completely from granite, from cottonwood, but is also sandstone um, underneath there. So interesting. So part of the thing that we learned growing up, not True. This I also thought was interesting, too, in the same article. It says, some have suggested that in the Salt Lake Temple, shafts were provided for elevators and spaces left throughout the building for electric conduits and heating ducts, even before these technologies were known, right? You've heard that story. Yeah. They knew that it was going to happen because they had seen and vision. Uh, Angel Sr., the temple's architect, however, certainly would have learned about elevators, which were just coming uh, into use at the time when he came from Europe, so
1: sorry. Maybe it was just an elevator.
0: Uh, By the early 1860s, electricity was already being used in Utah for the Deseret Telegraph System. So sorry. Uh, And how? uh, hence, most of the temple's interior was designed and built long after these technologies had emerged. Although the West Center Tower provided to be a convenient location for the two main elevators, there is no evidence to suggest that their shafts were planned when there was no evidence of this technology. Sorry.
1: Well, we just proved it was science. It's all right. They were on top of it.
0: Yeah, it's okay. But it really, well, you know, they they designed that temple before they knew about
1: elevators. That's right.
0: Wrong. False. Uh, Speaking of temples, the St. George Temple, there's a great picture of this. Hopefully you'll go to theculturalhall.com and see the headshot of Charles G. Logan. He, while I was in St. George this last weekend, broke into the St. George Temple uh, and then proceeded to the fifth floor, says this article, damaging furniture, artwork, and other items along the way. He even broke out one of the windows, one of those old kind of pioneery windows there on the fifth floor. Yeah. It was crazy. I saw it and I was like, what is wrong? Oh, it's broken. I couldn't figure out what it was. Uh, The church says. That no physical restraint was required while they held the intruder uh, until police arrived and he was arrested. Fascinating thing about it: um, he's already out, paid his bail, and he's out of the he's out of jail. No good. He, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, he was charged with simple assault, criminal
1: mischief, and burglary of a non-dwelling, but has been released. It is to, they say it is, reopening Saturday.
0: Yeah, it reopened. It already reopened. reopened Oh, it was this past
1: Saturday. Yep, reopened
0: on the same day that it got closed for that. And speaking of buildings that are vandalized, Idaho Falls, uh, they report that a Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was vandalized this past Monday. It's the one on 12th Street in Woodruff. There was a window was broken, and the cost was estimated at $400. This is an open investigation. Uh, I'm going to solve this. A kid wanted to get in and play basketball, and he broke the window. There. Case closed, Idaho Falls look inside for a baseball. Yeah. <laughs> who were you making a who broke my window reference? Yes, cuz telling the truth isn't going to be easy. <laughs> You want to take one?
1: Yeah, uh, President Nelson, other Mormon leaders, to meet uh, and host the NAACP, NAACP leadership on Thursday. Uh, Salt Lake City. The national leadership of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People will meet Thursday with LDS Church President Russell M. Nelson and his counselors. This meeting kicks off the NAACP's quarterly board meeting, which is being held in Salt Lake City for the first time. Janetta Williams has long requested a meeting in Salt Lake City's cap in Salt Lake City, Utah's capital. Williams. Oversees the organizations work in Utah, Idaho, and Nevada as president of the NAACP Salt Lake City Branch. Uh, it's a historic meeting, she said, and the NAACP Salt Lake Branch and myself as president are excited that the National Board selected Salt Lake City to hold their May board meeting. We hope once they're here and do some sightseeing, it won't be their last time here. The meeting with the first presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints will be held in the Church Administration Building on Temple Square. Following the meeting with President Nelson and his counselors, President President Dallin H. Oaks and President Henry B. Eyring, LDS and NAACP leaders will make a joint statement to the media, uh, according to a media advisory le- released by the church early Monday morning. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. NAACP has their quarterly meeting here, and hopefully they can
0: give us a few pointers as we look to celebrate the uh, restoration of the priesthood in June. I put that as a joke, sort of, on Facebook, which by the way, if you're not following us on Facebook, take a second. It's facebook.com slash the cultural hall, or just search the cultural hall uh, on facebook in the little tab um but i actually sort of hope that they do <laughs> say and if we do this yeah how does that how does this how does this strike you folks and they'll go oh great or uh, maybe not yeah a lot of uh, apprehension about that upcoming thing. Um, just a couple quick things of news. Have you been following the uh, Kilauea volcano at all? Oh, yeah. The pictures are
1: Just because awesome. I like to watch the video of things being eaten by lava.
0: Oh, my gosh. The one where the car gets eaten by uh, the lava? Yeah. The craziest thing for me, and I think I mentioned this last week, but maybe not. I was talking to my girlfriend. We just went to the Big Island a couple months ago. And I said, hey, do you remember that place where we parked our car and then we walked down to the ocean? And she said, yeah. I said, I want you to come watch this video. And we watch a video of the uh, volcanic vent erupting where we walked. (laughs) Like, you see that back in the, yeah, that's where we parked the car. So we walked over this exact spot on our way down. And she's like, shut up. I'm like, no, I won't shut up. Uh, It's true. Uh, And with that, making it a Mormon news story, the Hilo, Hawaii, stake president, Samuel Erbe, has said that uh, some members have lost homes. Uh, All missionaries are safe on the big island of um, Hawaii. So fascinating to see that. And they say, you know, today, as of this recording, that there is still a very, very good chance that it, it could erupt throwing rocks or lava the size of um, trucks, like legit trucks, almost five hundred feet in the air. So pretty powerful. The uh, the gawker in me wants to be there watching it all. The mm-hmm. <laughs> much more sane and grateful that he's here in the state of Utah a person than me is kind of kind of glad that we can just watch on TV but like satellite photos are crazy of it the video the people getting their drones and flying it over I mean they're stupid but it's cool Uh, and then this just a quick one Von J. Featherstone He was uh, a general authority, former temple president, beloved youth leader, native of Tooele County. He served 29 years as a general authority, uh, was a member of the presiding bishopric from 72 to 76, uh, and a a general authority 70 from 76 to 2001. He had a renowned love for the young people of the church, popular speaker and author, um, and focused many of his messages on the youth has now passed away.
1: So love and respect to that family. What else do you have? Uh, I have the church's response to a report on the legalization of marijuana. Let's do it. Have you talked about this before? I mean, have, we, talked, we, a touched little, on we that? talked
0: a little bit about it when the initial thing came out, but this is sort of a doubling down on uh, on what they had said
1: previously and what they were doing. So go ahead. Yeah. The LDS church on Friday released a legal analysis that commissioned of a proposed Utah medical marijuana initiative saying the report raises grave concerns over the serious adverse consequences that could follow if it were adopted. We invite all to read the analysis and to make their own judgments. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints also said in its statement... Uh, The church statement says the proposed Utah medical marijuana initiative is a matter of great controversy in the state. The negative effects and consequences of of marijuana use on individuals, families, and society at large are well known. There are also those who claim that it has medical benefits for those in some circumstances. Accordingly, the church asked the Salt Lake City law firm for a legal analysis of the proposed initiative to be submitted to the voters next fall. We want to know what the initiative would actually do if adopted. That memorandum raises grave concerns about this initiative. And the serious adverse consequences that could follow if it were adopted, we invite all to read the attached memorandum and to make their own judgments. You can find the
0: memorandum at theculturalhall.com. But you know the big concern for the church, and and so it's sort of two arguments at hand, right? One would one argues whether or not medical marijuana should be available, and I don't think that the The main thrust of the church I don't feel like the main thrust of the church Is saying no To those people who could really benefit of it Like the CBD oils Those that are you know, suffering through pain or with cancer and have no appetite, those kind of things. I don't think, at least it is not my experience with interaction with members of the church, that they're like, no, screw those guys. Don't let them have marijuana. Right. I, I don't feel like by and large that's the majority of it. Um, I think that where the church, and the second argument that comes about is, should the church be involved in it at all? Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like a separation of church and state. Um, and then secondarily is where the church becomes concerned. Either out of trying to protect its members or otherwise, is you know if we allow this, then what happens is medical marijuana the camel's nose in the tent or you know whatever the
1: saying is. And if you read through it, it, it there are a few points that I I can kind of see as as valid or, or good arguments, but it seems like things that could be fixed or, or tweaked in this since we're still a ways away on right. it. And I don't think that anyone who
0: I mean, the the problem is, is once you allow it, it's hard to bring things back. Right? Yeah. Uh, to, like if it becomes allowable and then you're like, well, it's going to be allowable but less allowable, that's harder than if you spend a lot of time going into a thing. And people here in the state of Utah, um, those are that are going to hate that the church takes an opinion on it, they'll hate no matter what the opinion the church puts in on it. Um, so so I don't think that that is a real issue. But the, um, the, the church wants to make sure, I think, I hope, that we don't allow – you know something that would be detrimental to the people here. Anecdotally, I know um, that like the governor of Colorado has some not regrets but some things that he wishes he would have done before kind of allowing or pursuing the legalization of marijuana in Colorado, mm-hmm. Washington as well. Not to say that they're not glad that they didn't do it, and not to say that you know recreational is the same as medical, and not to say all these things. Um, but I, but I mean it's an inevitability as gay marriage. was, you know, medical marijuana in the state of Utah is an inevitability because, you know, other places are doing it. Yeah. Right. It becomes almost that state peer pressure, but beyond but beyond that, to me at least on some level, I'm like, well, God created it for a reason to be used wisely. So so let's figure this out and let's let people use it wisely. It's going to be way better than your Oxycontins, codones, exactly. hydrocodones, your op- opioid, you know, and on and on and on. Way less addicting. So let's let's be safe about it. Let's be pursuant about it. Get it right and do it right the first time so that we're not going, oh, crap, man, maybe we need to repeal this, because I think that it is harder. It's going to be an unpopular
1: opinion, I guess, but it's way harder to pull things back once you've allowed them. I had, and I forgot to bring it, but I had mailed to me and one left in my door, uh, a letter from somebody or or just a note saying, hey, we're... You know, uh, I forgot what I said. where your neighbors are your community? And this thing, it, it, it was a really harsh against the initiative. Uh, I mean, you know, some of these crazy people that, you know, this is, you know, going to destroy our our neighborhoods and our, you know, marijuana in here. Everybody's going to be Reef stoned madness, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. long letter on that. And, you know, why did you sign? The, it was a thing about to get you to open it. It says, why did you sign the marijuana petition? Yeah. <laughs> To legalize marijuana. Did you know what you were doing? I, I didn't sign anything, but they still left it at my door. I, I did. did. Well, I haven't had a chance yet. I, I will. I went to
0: a movie and they got <laughs> me on the way out.
1: <laughs> but it was it was pretty harsh and it just made me angry, so I threw it away. I thought, these are the nutbags out there. Thanks a lot, These are the crazies. Bag. Doing it. Uh, but I think you made an excellent point where uh, doing it uh, with wisdom and and doing it smart when we have, we've got way worse things that are legal. And uh, I know because my neighbor's daughter is on them. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Back to the first of the show. Of
0: course. Of course. Uh, so this next story, just briefly, I thought it was interesting. Mama Dragons, we've had them here uh, in the cultural hall. I just wanted to highlight a quick thing of them. They were formed in 2014, and now they have more than 1,700 members across 19 countries. They are a Mormon mom group online, um, and they meet in person. Um, they've been as part of like the Pride Parade here in Salt Lake. They're a Mormon mom group that provides support to LGBTQ kids and to each other. Uh, so just a reference to the fact that that group exists and fascinating to know that there are now 1,700 members in 19 different countries. Glad that those people can be there for that. Uh, the tithing slip looks a little different than it used to. Did you see this story? The uh, Temple Patron Assistance Fund and the Perpetual Education Fund have now been removed from the online tithing forms. So if you pay your tithing online, which if you don't, why? Uh, only allows you to do the the other options there, which I think are fast offerings, the missionary fund, your tithing, and there's one other one. Welfare, and, and, maybe?
1: I and other? The
0: other one. Yeah, other, uh, as far as categories. But no longer can you do the Temple Patron Assistance Fund, and no longer can you do the Perpetual Education Fund. Um, so there you go. Uh, if you still decide in the paper category to donate to those those people that do the envelope obviously they're not going to throw out the old slips you can still donate there and those funds will be appropriately processed and put in the correct accounts but no longer online uh just a quick thing the temple patron assistance fund was established in 92 to help provide members with a one-time visit to the temple for those who live outside the united states so part of that is because temples are now closer they don't need the patron assistance. Uh, And then the Perpetual Education Fund, I remember it was in a priesthood session in 2001, established by President Gordon B. Hinckley uh, to help lift individuals and families out of poverty and into self-reliance, has now become exactly that, perpetual. So it's paying itself back and allowing that opportunity for members to have that. Um, If you want to hear us talk about the removal of the Boy Scouts of America from the LDS Church, the affiliation with the two programs, Mm -hmm. Brother Kyle, what, what are your thoughts? You're an Eagle Scout.
1: Um... I'm still kind of, I, I don't know if it was a, you know, they changed it a little, a little while back, kind of how they, uh, our youth and the programs in it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how legitimate outside of Cub Scouts it's, it still was anymore or yeah. how. Certainly less than it had been,
0: but now even Cub Scouts removed so that yeah. there will be a program for kids age eight uh, up through kids of the youth and it will be certainly more worldwide focused. Uh, I'll just say this, uh, two things about it. One, listen to this week's Mormon News Report. It is Brant and it is Jenny, and they talk through the young women's glance at it, through the young men's glance at it, through the scouting, and they talk each and every point, so we don't need to rehash it. Go listen to that episode. Really well done. It is their uh, Mormon news report for what? Today is the 16th, so May the 14th. Listen to that. They spend an entire hour just talking about the Boy Scouts, so uh, check that out. The other thing is, uh, and I just hear it where it's like, the church is dumping the Boy Scouts, and it's like, guess what? If you feel really compelled, your kid can still be a Boy Scout. Yeah. Like if you were like, man, this was the thing. You can get your kid enrolled in a Boy Scout troop because there will still be Boy Scout troops and maybe it'll be a great learning lesson because he's with people not necessarily just of his faith, so missionary opportunity, life learning opportunity, uh, or, you know, they're organized on a stake level instead of a ward level. There, I'm sure there will be places that'll be like that here in the state of Utah. It's
1: not gone away. You just have to seek after these things. Hmm? I wasn't, I, I'm not. Not horrified by. It. I think the nostalgia is the only thing that that uh, I feel bad about. You know, sure. just of my you know many 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 years ago when I was in the scouting yeah, program. Yeah, well, sure. Back when uh, Powell was still the leader, right? Right. President Taft. Yeah. Was. <laughs> Jeez. But so that that's the only thing. Boy Scouts is still there, um, and if you're into it, it's still fine. It's the same thing.
2: Uh, four
1: quick stories, then we got to wrap
0: this up. Man, time went by. Uh, I think we told stories a lot longer than I thought we. We were going to, because we'd seen each other fairly recently. Do you have any other news stuff? No. Okay. So let me do this. Uh, The Mesa Temple and all the area around that, pretty interesting. Redeveloping, there are some homes that are uh, being rented by folks that are owned by the LDS Church, and the LDS Church has gone to those people and said, ah, yeah, we're going to have to ask you to leave, because they're going to end up tearing it down. They're going to make a better uh, visitor center down around the Mesa Temple, going to put it in a different place, going to do some different things with the land down there, and they can, because guess what? They own the land. The Mesa Temple was built in 1927. The church owns lots of land around it, and uh, it sucks. It's unfortunate um, for the people that live around there. I know that the church will do their best to help those people, but guess what? They own the land, so they'll remove it. They'll do the best they can to help those that live there. Um, You know, the story that you can find at theculturalhall.com anecdotally will talk about, cool, second time for saying anecdotally, talks about, um, you know, some of these people's stories. Well, you know, I just barely moved here and I put down a deposit and they're like you'll get the deposit back and we'll help you move and they're like yeah but this house here it sucks but they can do it and you knew what you got when you didn't buy a house Mm -hmm. and that probably is a little cold but you know if if you can put it in your situation if you own a house and for whatever reason you don't want that house anymore or you want to sell that land because someone else is willing to give you that land and they don't want that house anymore you'd sell it don't be absurd so there's that (laughs) uh This A story of uh, John M. Taylor, not the prophet, talks about uh, being 16 years old when his father, older brother, and he traveled to Yellowstone uh, Park and they camped by a fishing bridge in a tent and he woke up and there was his head inside a bear's mouth. What that he prayed for the bear to leave him alone and he ended up being okay. so God answered his prayer. It's <laughs> you a can miracle. read that story yeah it's a miracle. Uh, it's actually kind of an interesting story, but that let me let me uh, solve it for you. He wrote the story so he doesn't die. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> and then these two, and I'll end on uh, the more sort of inflammatory one. Uh, do you know about the Nay nee book? I don't. So the Bundys, do you know who the Bundys mm-hmm. are? Not Ted, but his cousins, his mm-hmm. long lost cousins. And not the one from Married with Children. Different oh, different okay. line. Am and Bundy, you know, the whole uh, Clive and Bundy thing. Yeah. The guys who said we're not getting off our land, federal people came, whatever. They have, and we've talked about it here in the Cultural Hall before, a book that was compiled by Keith May. That it's a spiral-bound notebook of scripture and speeches from Mormon church leaders that they carry around them with them. They call it the Nay Book. Uh, it's not mainstream. Uh, the modern Mormon Church does not exo- acknowledge its teachings as legitimate, but it is religious justification for the Bundys for all their actions against. That's right. The I heard government.
1: about that. I didn't yeah. know the
0: name of it. Yeah, yeah, it's called the Nay Book, and I want to see it. So if anyone yeah. has pictures, I would love to read it. I would love to see it. I would love to talk about it. And then finally, this. A Twitter account claiming to be from an LDS member in upstate New York has stirred up controversy regarding the LDS Church and immigration. Uh, in what he later said was a hoax, Michael Crook at the Mike Crook on Twitter claimed to have called ICE agents, which is the immigration, whatever C and whatever E stands for, uh, ICE agents on what he said was an illegal dad in his Mormon ward. So you get what I'm saying? Guy Mm -hmm. gets on Twitter, says, yeah, there's an illegal in my ward. So I called ICE on him. Going to get him out of here. The tweet set off a firestorm on Twitter, most of it critical of Crook, who also writes a blog, which you can get a link to it, is um, at his uh, profile. Immigration and ICE is a social issue in Albany and upstate New York, where New York Governor Andrew Cuomo recently condemned an ICE raid on a farm that he called reckless and unconstitutional. The exact uh, tweet reads, it was my pleasure to to report a family with an illegal dad in my Mormon church. I just found out that ICE tossed their home and he is in detention bound for Mexico. You are welcome. Other tweets from the same account suggest that the man taken by ICE was a congregational leader of the church at either a ward or stake level. The account also said that he's asked by the local LDS church leaders to stay away from a service project and was asked to speak with the local leader about the tweets. Unbeknownst to me, the whole family was illegal. This is another tweet. So husband, wife, kids are, to the best of my knowledge, all in detention at this moment in time. Um, The church issued an official statement on uh, immigration in 2011 that discourages its members from entering any country without legal documentation, but also said that the church supports an approach where undocumented immigrants are allowed to square themselves with the law and continue to work without this necessarily leading to citizenship. So... the response to Crook's account, which had 38 followers, continued to grow. The number of response, uh, responses tripled. Uh, Crook seemed to court controversy in the past with other stuff that he said. and and uh, Finally, on Saturday, he deleted his original tweet, and he says, uh, this is the ultimate troll. He trolled everybody. The ultimate troll uh, has now been done. KUTV, a Sinclair station in Salt Lake, took the bait, as did thousands of gullible idiots. Mm. So he says that he He was just trolling everyone. Interesting... Uh, to know that that's out there and beware of stuff that you see online I, I, I don't know D- to me like trolling I don't feel like that's actually trolling because like if I got on my social media and it was like hey I killed someone I, and then the people are like who Who did you kill oh my gosh and then coming after me and be like who did you kill and then I go hey that's a joke that's not trolling yeah. that's saying something and then you know lying or not I, I, I don't know I don't I don't feel like that's trolling I feel like that's being a dick yeah <laughs> so there's that how about that that's a way to end the episode <laughs> <laughs> that's not trolling. That's being a dick. Uh, what did I want to call this episode? Uh, I can't even I, read I my writing. Way less something. Oh, way less culty. Yeah, we'll call it that. We hope this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. We hope if you're sick or afflicted, you can lessen next week. And that uh, when the time comes, you can travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the cultural hall.
3: Save me a seat, sure to be me on the back row, we read Ow!